Hello everyone and welcome to F1 with Ankit. Today we have with us Rahul Kapoor. He is a journalist, a content creator, someone who's very passionate about cars and F1. And we'll be having a fun discussion with him today. Welcome Rahul. Thank you Ankit so much uh, thank you so much for having me on the show. So uh, I think we are today going to be discussing about the latest news of Daniel Ricardo coming back to Formula 1 with Absolutely. a full time seat. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. We will be getting to that soon. But yeah, yeah. Uh, would you like to take a few seconds and introduce yourself what you are exactly doing right now? Uh yeah, well, definitely. I'm actually uh an automotive journalist like you said based in Dubai. Uh, I've been working with a lot of publications in India for a really long time and now I've moved uh, abroad and uh, currently I'm working uh, freelance for many publications and also focusing a lot of my time with hot cars uh they're based in America and we and I cream I've been leading their features team for a really long time and that's where I'm at at the moment so that's me in a nutshell Yeah, that, that sounds like a fun life to have. <laughs> Better than being in Bangalore and getting like drenched all day. <laughs> well, we are toasting in forty degree heat in Dubai. Even <laughs> <laughs> in a good like twenty twenty one degree, no complaints there. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the big news of the week: Daniel Ricciardo is back. Uh, no one expected this. Like, no uh, we, we 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 thought he well, was. Well, some of us did. <laughs> I know I know you've been one of the persons who like no he's going to come back he's going to be here he's going to do something and I was more of the opinion that nah, he's getting gay he's out of F1 now he's hmm. done he's too old to come back but yeah yeah we had like what not even half the season is done and he's back what is yeah. going on the funniest thing is last year McLaren paid him 18 million dollars I think to not race for them and he waited till the next season started to announce that he doesn't have a seat but he is signed for red bull so he keeps that 18 million signs for red bull sits out for 10 races enjoys himself becomes a social media manager for their instagram and everything and then we hear the announcement after one a few laps around silverstone in the new car he's replacing Back. nick de vries after 10 <laughs> races yeah that it it must yeah. have been quite a shock for nick but yeah we'll we'll come to it later yeah so one of the biggest showmen of f1 is back like yes with las vegas coming in later in the year daniel ricardo is back right i think that that's the Definitely. biggest news we can think of that we are going to see danny at las vegas are you expecting something different from red bull over there uh with red bull i think max is dominating so i think bef- by the time we get to las vegas i think max would have sealed the championship with the way things are going i think by spa maybe another race after that we'd be talking about okay who's going to be second and max would have sealed the championship for both parties for himself and red bull by then with his dominance this year but with what's going to happen with Danny Rick that's the question i have a sinister idea yeah so yeah. as i said max has got the drivers championship red bull has like their constructors championship perez 
the way he is going with the record he has now of like the one of the worst i think he's the worst right now red bull qualifiers in all their races no one's like been this bad so consistently in the qualifying they'll just be like yeah cool uh, we are in america we are in vegas we need to make a show out of this let's get danny into the red bull for one race at least <laughs> that is what i expect that's what i'm sure dr marco is thinking that hey what can i do different how can i surprise people even more i have done everything now i have replaced drivers when i feel like i hire a driver after seeing him in one race i do not give a damn about anyone's career i have sent drivers all across the globe but not into f1 so what what more can i do to shock people <laughs> yeah <laughs> i <laughs> I don't think that's plausible but I can understand where you're coming from definitely with the uh, with all the driver changes that Red Bull has done over the years with uh, how do I say like their rampant like changing decisions every now and then with their driver lineup uh with sure Helmut Marko actually recently came on to Risa uh, and said that he didn't he did not want uh, sorry he wanted nick de vries in the team but uh, christian horner was against it but now uh, with the the driver changes it's you know that it's not going to be very easy for any red bull driver as far as like las vegas and getting uh, danny rick onto into a red bull seat i don't think i don't see that happening at all unless max decides to sit down because he's already won the championship he doesn't want to <laughs> which is also unlikely but i think checo's contract would be solid enough not to let something like that happen mid season contractually you never know it's it's not mexico it's las vegas still i don't think even for las in north mexico. america you'd be surprised even north america i think there are more fans of uh, danny rick Sergio yeah. Perez, then Lewis Hamilton and Lando Norris, Agreed. then Max Verstappen. So, in terms of popularity, I think Max would probably have to sit out to get the to give Daniel a seat. <laughs> I don't think Doctor Mark is going to try that. He doesn't want to lose Max. He can he can afford to lose Perez. He can yeah. afford to lose everyone else on that list. Maybe Danny, but yeah, Max, no chance. Speaking of following. I noticed that the Alpha Tauri Instagram page has fewer followers than Danny Rick himself. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. So, so you want to say like before their rebranding later this year they want like a lot of marketing? I they I want... guess, but I think they'll have to they're going to spend money on Danny Rick and then change the name. Well, let's see what happens. Can't yeah, say anything. That's a that's a sinister idea in my head, right? Danny Rick is coming because they want to sell Alpha Tauri, and since Nick DeVries is was making it look so bad, they need Danny Rick to make it look better, get a better valuation, yeah. get rid of the team. So yeah, I don't know. Like these are all ideas in my head, and there's no logic to any of them. But yeah, these are things which have come to me. That why would someone want to throw out a Formula E champion? He's he's not just anyone. He has done something. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. He's bloomed very late. and there were circumstances the the fact that he is here today is just because of alex albon's appendicitis which <laughs> <laughs> made, 
when he gave gave everyone like oh okay this is also an option this is also an option this is also an option every there were like multiple options and multiple uh, driver changes because of that but yeah i'm i'm like i am still get to get my head around the fact that if uh, the formula e world champion comes to f1 he cannot perform at all and now he's out but if you go the opposite way you see john eric one sebastian bemi uh, you see the i'm forgetting this other belgian guy's name uh, stoffel stoffel van dorm all of them moved from f1 to formula e and they're doing very well so why is the reverse not working is something i'm unable to understand like i agree they're slower cars but then they have a very different style of driving even one for a matter has come on record and said it's very different at times even other ex f1 drivers have had to struggle to adjust to it but i thought like with the current generation of f1 cars with more aero dynamics coming in less of it being like uh, it's easier to like overtake as it is in formula e so yeah less difficult to overtake i wanted to say so yeah i guess it would have been easier for him to adjust but it just seems weird the i'd say that the formula 1 cars are far more difficult to drive but adjusting to the adjustment to formula e is would be more about uh, efficient driving rather than uh, hard driving at fast speed you're driving at street circuits with like relatively low speed race tracks so that's a different ball game i think it it's a separate entity i think formula e. maybe we can discuss that at a different time but i get that it's the thing is that we need to follow, understand that nick devries uh, the reason for him uh, being asked to leave uh, alpha tauri is that as helbert marco put it that they expected him to be at least as fast as yuki sonoda but unfortunately is two and a half two and a half to three tenths slower than yuki and yuki is in his third season i think i'm guessing if i'm not mistaken in his third season i think 2020 2021 yeah in his third season in uh formula one he's not a rookie but he's still a young hothead driver right he still <laughs> comes onto the radio just to scream ah! <laughs> and then leaves. that's just too funny but um uh, with the, he needed to be at, at least as fast as him but he wasn't he's actually he finished the british grand prix right at the end like at the bottom uh, he was the last driver to cross the finish line and his performance has just not been at par he struggled with the alpha tower irrespective of whether the car is good or bad at least you should meet up close to your teammate yuki's only been able to get two points with two finishes earlier this year to i think 10th position finishes this year but he's been consistently between 11th uh, uh, like 10th to 13th position finishes uh, throughout the season whereas nick has been off the pace entirely so it makes sense to let him go and, and not waste time for red bull and when you have a driver like daniel ricardo sitting out you're already paying him money for it and at least use him to gain some points over haas and williams and even uh, the other teams that who used to be behind at least a season ago so 
in terms of being competitive, that at least makes sense to try it out. That the worst that could happen is they remain where they are. But they can't not try Danny Rick when you have Danny Rick in the team. So, before I move on from this, there's one point about Yuki. So, Yuki, as you mentioned, he's in his third season. Yuki isn't uh, doing as well as people expected him to do. And somewhere now, he's become like a bottleneck for all the other drivers. Like, they have a huge list of drivers. There's Liam Lawson, yep. there is Iwasa, there's Dennis Hogger, there's Isaac Hager, Enzo Fittipaldi, Jack Crawford. I'm just giving you the top few names. There are so many drivers in the Red Bull Academy. Like Right now, we need uh, Yuki to either perform or get out. And I think one of the reasons they're unable to throw him out is the Honda partnership. Because Yuki is from Japan. And that leads to my question actually. Right? Do you see Yuki moving to Aston Martin soon? Maybe replacing Stroll. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, Yuki moves out and then they're able to bring someone else in place and maybe then Liam Lawson or Iwasa or someone else in this huge list gets a chance. I, for one, want to see Lawson in F1. He's done a lot. He should have won DTM. I think that was 21 season. Uh, he didn't. He's doing very well in Super Formula. So, yeah, he, he deserves a shot. Whether he can perform or not, no one knows. But And that, that's where my worry is also that by not bringing in Lawson, have they lost a chance to like uh, maybe evaluate someone else. I, I get it. Danny Rick is yeah. Danny Rick and it's very difficult to overlook him. But he is 30 plus and he doesn't have as much time left in F1 as maybe Lawson. And Lawson could have just been tested against Yuki and Lawson being as good as he is, he would have maybe matched Yuki, I think. So that's, that's a thing which is a little... Uh, weird. I don't know. We're knowing Dr. Marco, suddenly I see there's a race in Japan. Okay. We have Yuki plus Lawson. Anything is possible. Yeah. I could be surprised by anything now. I mean, except for Max not racing, I can expect anything else in the other three Red Bull seats. <laughs> and as I said, we have four seats and we can do what we want with it. They don't give a damn about anyone. So, yeah. I, I am expecting yeah. more fireworks and I this is the thing which is going to continue through the podcast. I expect more fireworks from you. <laughs> this is not... But, yeah, but uh, the thing is that we'll only know how Yuki is performing once we get Danny Rick in the seat, if I'm honest. Right? Because if Danny Rick comes in and the car starts performing as it in its current state, which is higher than Yuki, what Yuki's been able to put it up to, then it brings Yuki's performance into question. But if... <laughs> He's not able to, then it's the card's problem. So, right? so, so if if uh, Danny Rick performs better than Yuki after Japan, Yuki is out. Probably. So that's the only logical. Like this reminds yeah. me of what I think the twenty eighteen or the twenty nineteen season when no one knew who was driving for Toro Rosso. One week it would be uh, the Daniel Kvyat. Next week uh, we had Brendan Hartley. Then we had Pierre Gasly. And everyone was trying to understand, okay, who's actually in the car this weekend? Like, you, you never yeah. knew what was happening. With all these multiple races, they all are into it, multiple things which they are all up to. Dr. Madhuri, yeah. okay, let's test him. Let's test this guy. Let's test this guy. And all of them got a good shot at F1. Yeah. Whether they made something of it or not is a different story. But yeah, and 
in this whole thing like will daniel kivyat also make a return like <laughs> i don't know i'll be like third fourth fifth return how will he return will he have i don't know. i don't think danny kivyat i think he's happy with what he's doing right now and also with the russian licenses that's happening and everything that would be difficult for him to return as well i think but uh when it comes to i'd say the red bull academy you'd think that they're cycling drivers more than any other team any other academy but there if you look at the f2 grid you'd find more red bull drivers and more red bull drivers have been given the chance to show their metal in f1 then you'd see a ferrari driver or a mercedes driver or an alpine driver alpine mercedes ferrari have at best three drivers in f2 on the f2 grid right now each yeah and definitely. and red bull has i think five cars in the red bull livery as far as i can remember there there are there are five six yeah. cars in the red bull livery and there are so many ex exactly. red bull drivers now that it's really difficult to keep a track like the biggest name indian guy which comes to name is jehan like but he is no longer the, a part of it he left year, the, this year yeah but so, like yeah. the the connect is aha jehan is with red bull then you realize oh no we yeah. we are in 20 <laughs> out of it he's now. the only orange car from mp motorsport this year in f2 yes so yeah it, it's it's crazy red bull has a lot of money it's investing a lot into drivers but uh not seen anyone apart from max really come in and do something even gasly for that matter he's with i'd say the thing is that i think more than red bull i think max's capability to be able to drive a car to its limit and beyond is more than anyone can comprehend like the like in silverstone the way he was driving he was not only gapping the field not only was he uh you know setting fastest lap times he was looking at which ferrari is taking a pit stop and should he be changing his strategy accordingly by watching it on the screen he's watching the race he's racing in the same as we are while he's winning so that's another level of mental of aptitude and ability that I think it's unfair to the other drivers in some in some ways. He's on another level. The the drivers which come to mind who have such an ability, Lewis, uh, Alonso, and surprisingly Carlos Sainz. He really Sainz. has great a great mind to read what's happening in the race. And I think Ferrari should like move him from being a driver to a strategist. They'll win races. Like I, I honestly believe that he has a mindset which can read situations much better than anyone, and just make him get him the job for to be Charles yeah. race <laughs> person, whatever. He, race like, one. What? So your idea is race one car and get science <laughs> as a strategist, just so that you can finish in the top three at least. Because you'll you'll see Charles, you'll see Charles winning. I, yeah. I'm fed up of seeing Charles not win from like the best of positions. I I I don't know what we need to do at Ferrari now to make him. Ferrari's but... strategy at the at Silverstone, I think, was like, how do we lose positions without being overtaken on track? Yeah, absolutely. That is the decision. I I I could not understand what they were yeah. thinking. That it wasn't like they were the tires were so off that they had to like come into the pitch, but yeah. Like, let's not digress from Red Bull today. Yeah. We have a lot to discuss about it. Yes. So now to some serious stuff, and uh, forget all the joking I did about Sergio Perez being kicked out here and there. Where exactly is Sergio Perez headed? Because he has a contract for twenty twenty four. 
Red Bull says that they are not replacing him for 2024. But the way he is performing, I doubt I am going to see him in F1 in 2024. Forget like Red Bull. I don't think anyone's going to go touch him also. And he used to be this person who was ever dependable. If you remember Force India days, uh, Racing Point. He always was the person you knew he would start maybe 7th, 10th, 12th. But you will find him in the top 5 to 7 always. And he would he would find some way to make those tyres work. And we've seen it. It was, I think, Turkey 21 uh, when he was defending against Lewis. He yeah. has some power to take out like something from the tyre which no one else can. And that he's not been a great qualifier. We all know it. But in the fastest tyre... It really brings to mind this question that what can he do to change it? Okay, he has he brings money, he brings sponsors, he brings everything. He's a whole package, and he's a very likable character. So there's if he is dropped, yes, people will start screaming at Red Bull even more than they do right now for Max Verstappen. And somewhere I think the only reason people are still okay with Red Bull is because it has Perez, and he's like okay. Cool. So I my uh-huh. so coming back to my question, what will happen to Perez? And there are two parts to this. One, how Perez is actually performing, that, and the second is if Danny Rick again becomes Max Verstappen's teammate, how is that dynamic going to be? Like, I am really worried about that because Danny wants to win a world championship. We all know that he he went to Renault, he went to McLaren, always hoping that he would get a better car and do something, and he's proven in both the Renault and uh, even the McLaren that he has what it takes to be at the top. He had one off-season in 22, but otherwise he has performed well. So, I'm just wondering, like, if they, by chance, again become teammates and Max will be by then, what, a three-time world champion, will Max make his life any easier? And will Daniel, like, try and go in and put in something like, hey, you can't uh, make me let Verstappen by if I'm winning the race or some something because this the one good thing about Perez is you know he's not going to impact Verstappen. He's always going to be that second driver. And maybe this year also with such a dominant car, Red Bull won't have a one-two. But I think they are they don't really care about that. But yeah, this this whole dynamic like Schumacher had Parikello, when Lewis you had Bottas. So the dynamic works, although it, it seems quite stupid and yeah, I'll agree to the fact that Bottas and even Barrichello in his time were better at qualifying and did not really do such a bad job of it that they ended up at the back of the grid. But yeah, I think Sergio somewhere plays that role. He plays it very well and bringing Daniel into the fray may be very... Uh, maybe rocking the boat a little too much. I'm not taking Yuki's name here because I don't expect him to be in the Red Bull. Nothing against him, but he's not able to perform to the level which you need to be to get into a rate. So, yeah, that's that's a question. And so, that that's something I'm like, uh, what I've given my opinions on it to the extent that I don't expect him to be there next year. But, yeah, it, it really worries me to the fact that, okay, will we have like a Nico Rosberg versus Lewis Hamilton again? Will we have 2016 all over again? And knowing Max, I... I have a feeling we will see Mad Max again. Like anything you want to add there? Okay, so that's a lot to take on. Um, but about let's stick to Sergio first. I mean, he isn't. He has the race pace. I think 
he's struggling with his qualifying still. In Austria, he uh, he started 15, but he made it all the way to the top as far as he could uh, within the uh, designated laps. So he's got good race pace. Silverstone was another animal, a different animal, where you had faster corners that were more difficult, but you didn't have that many chances to overtake as you would. And like the Red Bull Ring is like the best place for a race because you can overtake at every single corner. But in Silverstone, it's it's a little more difficult. So he found it as naturally you would to uh, make uh, make room and climb up the uh, grid. But Sergio really needs to uh, pick up his pace uh, on Saturday because without uh, unless you you have one of the best cars, but you need to sort out your uh, qualifying pace and managing of managing that car because. For example, in Austria, the only reason he was setting lap times pretty much close to Verstappen, but Max was able to set those times while also keeping at least two wheels on the track. That was something all he had to do was to take it easy in the final three corners and just get that in. And that is where he lacked and where he lost it. Because the previous day, he did start from the beginning, uh, like for the sprint race, he did perform really well on Saturday. And he did, uh, you know, take the charge uh, into the sprint. Sure, Max had better confidence in the car, so he drove off because that's Verstappen. You can't stop. He's unstoppable at this point. He's a force of nature. Exactly. So... I don't know, honestly, what's going to happen in my professional opinion that where Sergio is going to go. Do I want to see Danny Rick and Verstappen back in Red Bull? Yes. Do I want to see uh, Sergio Perez remain in Formula 1? Definitely, I want to see him uh, stay in Formula 1. But is there space for him? Maybe a spot in Aston Martin next to Alonso? If... Stroll decides to, okay, I, my sponsors are telling me that my son isn't performing up to the mark. But that's another story altogether. So let's not get into Aston Martin right now. But Danny Rick, I we may see him next year. We may not. I'm not sure what's going to happen on that from that end. It all depends on the remainder of the season this year and how he performs with Alpha Tauri. It is possible that even Danny Rick might move to a different team uh, not that's not Red Bull. It's possible because he was looking for a team that could get him a championship when he was leaving for McLaren, and he said no to Haas, Williams, and uh, I think Alpine because they were at the they were closer to the bottom. Yes, but now he's going to a team which is right at the at the bottom right. of the field. The thing is, when you look at Danny Rick's uh, trajectory. Even if he tries, he can't sit outside and ask for a seat uh, from any other um, uh, team. If, if he, he needs to go into Alpha Tauri and say that, yeah, I am still here. I am still as good as I was when I was in Red Bull. I am still capable of winning races. I've done that with McLaren when they have on their good days. I was there for them. I was there for Renault on their good day and I got them a podium. And I got a beautiful to actually get a tattoo as he promised. So, so he needs to be in that F1 seat to progress. Without that, 
there's nothing he can do. He, he needs to be in Formula 1 to stay in Formula 1. You're not Alonso that you can go to Le Mans, then do Dakar, and then, like, okay, I'll come back. That's a different league. Okay. I'll, I'll make a prediction yeah. in a crazy yeah. order. So, we'll start with Mercedes. 2024 yeah. Mercedes, we'll see George Russell with Carlos yeah. Sainz. Okay. Yeah. Carlos Sainz is done with Ferrari. I'm sure of it. Although they I, want... Let me just say one thing. I Just before this podcast, I read somewhere that uh, a couple of months ago that Mercedes and Aston Martin had approached Leclerc. Yes, for to replace either Alonso or uh, mm-hmm. Hamilton if they don't sign the contract. So, just saying that because even Leclerc wants to get out of the get out of Ferrari. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I am a Ferrari yeah. fan. I can't get rid of Leclerc. Sorry, <laughs> Carlos Sainz will take it. Uh, now coming to Ferrari, Leclerc and Danny Rick. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Now coming to the Red Bull Ford, we will have Perez where he is. Max, obviously. Yeah. And I'm expecting Evasa and Lawson in the Alpha Tauri, whatever it is called next year. A completely new starting line for them. That is what I feel is going to happen next year because there are a lot of drivers fed up with what is happening and I, I really doubt Lewis is going to continue more the way he is. Uh, Alonso, I have no comments on because he doesn't seem to age. No one will say he's 40 plus. Like, it's illogical. And yeah, then coming to 2026, I don't know. I am still hoping that Vettel comes back with the Audi, but uh, no one knows. Like that, no. That's the hope I have still. That Vettel <laughs> will come back, do something, and again live when the car is really good. So yeah. you never know. So that is, those are my bold predictions for 24 and even 26. But yeah, as I said at the start of the show, we are going to get back to Nick Degrees. Let's do that now. Yeah. So, the latest news. Nick DeVries is in Monaco having a lunch or a brunch or something at a cafe with Toto Wolf. So, he, he was a Mercedes driver. Even with Formula E, he was for Mercedes. Even last year, he was Mercedes Reserve. That's why an Aston Reserve. That's why a Williams Reserve. And he has very strong links with Mercedes. And it seems like he hasn't burned those bridges, which no. is quite surprising. Like, knowing how competitive F1 is, him moving from Mercedes to Red Bull and still having a bridge to cross to Toto Wolf, I hats off to him. He's played his cards very well. And uh, that is the thing which I'm like thinking. Now, if they bring Mick Schumacher into some other, like just any of their customer teams, the Williams, they decide that we need Mick here. Replace anyone, doesn't matter. We might just see him come back in a test ring role and then doing like other Mercedes stuff around the thing. And you know, the, the way Le Mans has gone this year, maybe next thing we hear is Mercedes wants to come to Le Mans. They are they also have pedigree at Le Mans. It isn't just Ferrari. I, maybe Nick could be a great driver there. This is a discussion we we will have subsequently about how Formula E has become the hotbed for anyone who wants to go to Le Mans. So yeah, that that is something that I know I'm making a making this up right now. It's just a coffee or a lunch. It is nothing in it. But yeah, the fact that he's not bird bridges is something which is very interesting. And I think this is uh, I I haven't 
seen this in f alonso is the best example of this he he knows how to burn the bridges mm-hmm. <laughs> alonso i think he enjoys burning the bridges but let's stick to devries for today uh well with him i would say that it's very difficult to say where he could go because why would mercedes get another test driver when they have someone like mick right and right now mick as we have seen even when he was in his junior categories i remember when he was racing when we had actually you and i had were covering back in india and we saw him race and he was he was a bit like yuki sonoda in his first season like he was a little bit careless he was he was crashing like in the three races we saw in one weekend he had some incident or the other and he lost that championship that day and that year but mick is still not ready for formula 1 is what we've seen is what his two seasons at haas have proved that he still needs time to mature behind the wheel so which is what mercedes are doing to let him big into the seat if possible at all nick replacing then um, you want to say i don't think he will replace lewis hamilton but i'm thinking maybe they'll find him a position somewhere within the mercedes fraternity of engine suppliers but it's also worth <laughs> noting that mercedes engine suppliers are actually performing better than mercedes expect themselves to yeah. like mclaren Aston Martin and even Williams are coming up but whereas Mercedes are taking right a few steps back. Absolutely. So there are options available for uh Mick whereas options for De Vries are actually very limited. He's already won Formula E. He's he's wanted to come to Formula 1. He's lost his seat. going back to formula 1 with his tail between his legs isn't probably not going to be an option especially we know how the ego of racing drivers can be the only if he does stay with the whether red bull or even mercedes uh, academies or their entire and or their fraternities as as they would the only position he would get to is possibly uh, racing in le mans in the sports cars division in the gte series or going into more sports cars or uh, other uh, super formula or other like make series so that's the only option i think is available unless the reason is because you'd have to think like if uh, if you listen to his interviews and his podcast unlike other drivers who have managers and like trainers and everything nick devries is his own manager he doesn't have other people managing money, uh, managing things for him so he will if he pulls a hat out of uh, like a rabbit out of the hat it's going to be him himself there's no one else who's going to come to his aid because he mm-hmm. does it all on his own absolutely so only time is going to tell where he's going to end up there's no certainty as in his current situation i don't think we've even heard a comment from him or a post from him since that announcement so i think the next grand prix in the, the upcoming uh, race in uh, hungary maybe we'll have a little more idea of what's happening in the red bull paddock uh, and what devries has in store but it's it doesn't look good for debris he's not going up anymore as far as i can tell 
Mercedes going into Le Mans, maybe in the sports car division, I don't think they have the bandwidth right now to want to uh, compete with Ferrari and Toyota in LMP1. Maybe sports cars could be something they could explore. Because yeah. that Ferrari has been at Le Mans for a really long time. Yes. Uh, because it's they haven't left. They've had their sports cars racing there, so they know what they're doing. They just created, entered the new uh, category with the hypercars. Yeah. So I don't see Mercedes going immediately into the LMP1 category. I think they're still focused on Formula 1. Formula E is more like a one-make series where no, manufacturers are not that interested so it the options are very limited for debris right now yeah but on that note the fact that he has uh this connect with wolf and even what you've seen proto wolf earlier he doesn't like throw his drivers out of an airplane without a parachute and that's something christian honor and helmin marco are well known for and and that's something which is uh, their managerial styles are so different. Is that maybe the reason that people like drivers stick to Mercedes for a longer period of time? Whether that was Hamilton, whether even Bottas, Russell, despite being in a Williams for so many years, stuck to Mercedes. And you don't see that level of, uh, you can say, companionship or that level of sincerity from Red Bull. Vettel left in the moment he saw things were not working. Danny left. The rest of them juggle. Uh, There's so much juggling. It's difficult to keep a track of where they have gone and which series are they in and what are they up to. So that that's something which like begs the question that although Red Bull has a Max Verstappen, I really don't see a pipeline where they have a replacement. But Mercedes still has more logical replacements and a more structured approach to this and Red Bull has this more flash bang oh, awesome oh this is it's like yeah it, it works when it works but when it doesn't it it explodes spectacularly you had Brendan Hartley in F1 someone like most most of us had forgotten about like, he was yeah. you know, he was even he was more on the fringes than even Nick DeVries and the only reason and even Daniel Kvyat they had to bring back was the fact that they had burnt through all their drivers so is that something they need to like look into honestly if you even if you ask the drivers in the red bull academy i don't think they would mind this because if you look at the trajectory uh, like let's say everyone vettel had this dream to win with ferrari ferrari hasn't won a a championship since raikkonen in 2007 and the and the constructors championship in 2008 yes since then ferrari has not won anything and the next generation that's coming in you and i would know because we've been following formula 1 since donkey years we've seen michael schumacher win six titles in concern, in concession in succession with five. ferrari five. Five, five yeah five 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 championships yeah. with ferrari we grew up watching that so we connect ferrari winning championships yes but the next generation let's say lando norris he wasn't born by the time when i was watching formula 1 yes. 19 he was in 1999 yeah. so i have been watching formula 1 longer than he has been on this planet so 
he he hasn't seen the magic of winning with Ferrari. Leclerc may have experienced it like in a few races, winning in Monza and seeing the Tifosi explode in front of him. Yes. But the magic for the next generation, they're seeing Mercedes winning with Hamilton and Max dominating with Red Bull. Even that's Vettel. why you have that's why you have uh six Red Bull Academy drivers uh, in the pipeline and you have one or two in the Mercedes pipeline, Mercedes and Ferrari pipeline, right? So people are still, because they know in the red, okay, even if I get kicked out, I still get a chance at in Formula 1. It's possible that I get that chance if I perform. I could get into an F1 seat. Whereas in Mercedes, okay, Hamilton is going to sign for the next five years and people are going to keep him. I don't know what's going to happen. Sure, Mercedes has, I think, three other engine teams that they're supplying engines to. Red Bull only has Red Bull and Alfa Tauri. Ferrari yes. has Haas, Alfa Romeo, and uh, Alfa and Haas. So yeah. at least you can get those drivers into those teams and test them up, like they tried with uh, Mick, which yeah. didn't work out. Even so, Jesus. Sorry. Even Italian Jesus, they tried him out. Yes, Antonio. And he won Le Mans. So they're yeah, not he... bad drivers, it's just that it's not easy to drive and develop a Formula One car. True. Not everyone can do it. And Max has been able to drive in such a way he set the benchmark for Red Bull drivers at such a high level. Ever since he came, his he on his debut with Red Bull, he went and won the race keeping not one but two experienced world champion Ferraris behind him. So, that is another level of calmness behind the wheels, which is very difficult to come by. So, the level, the benchmark for Red Bull is at such a high level that you're going to have a lot of attrition rates to to keep up with them. To keep up with Max, you're going to have to cycle through a lot of drivers. And Max has age on his side. The other drivers don't. So there's yeah. longevity. Absolutely. Even Nick DeVries didn't have that; doesn't have uh, longevity in it. So it didn't make sense for uh, Red Bull to actually Stay spend more time and money into DeVries if he's uh-huh. not going to perform. So perform or perish. Sorry. <laughs> so this That's, this reminds me of like uh, Red Bull being a startup and Mercedes being more like a novel uh, company, which uh, is legacy a, company. Yes. Legacy company. Uh, let's not go to Ferrari; they are imploding. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Ferrari <laughs> needs a no. Uh-huh. Ferrari yeah. is like Ferrari is like now. Uh, Le Mans uh, is my actual target. Part, F- uh-huh. Just what Ferrari is. I'll say Ferrari is like a uh, retirement plan for team principles because you had Marco Mattiacci, then you had Lucadiza, then you had uh, Maruzio Arrivebene, then yeah. you had uh, Mattia Binotto, and now you have. Uh, there was someone before Binotto for about a few months also. I forgot his name. He was Ferrari USA head and then he uh, came That out. was Mattiacci. That was much before. Ah, that, that was after Stefano Domenicali. Yes. That was yes. after Stefano left and before... Uh, Arriba Ben came in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry. I got my type so, name. Arriba Ben, then Binotto left and now yes. Frederick Vassar. Frederick Vassar is also... He's done his <laughs> bit in Formula 1. He's done very well for himself in Formula yeah, 1. He's this time is an AR he time. He'll be like, that's it. New regulation. He'll retire. Like, okay, I'm done. I'm happy yeah. to leave. Let the young yeah. ones take care. Yeah, the, the only casualty in all of this is going to be Leclerc. And that's the sad part. Yeah. 
well leclerc also needs to take ownership of his strategies from moving forward he needs to learn how carlos actually can strategize in exactly. the battle or maybe even from max that look around what's happening and take the seat <laughs> i not... don't think he is fast enough to be able to have that comfort zone to be able to uh, i don't know if it's that... about being fast enough or is the car fast enough to do that exactly so the car needs to be fast enough to have a 20 second lead yeah then you can so do that you can actually look at the race you're racing in on the screen yeah. that's another level of competitiveness 2026 fingers crossed <laughs> cool hope so yeah it is a fun conversation thank you rahul Definitely. for your time any time yeah we will we'll do this more often we'll pick up more topics soon for sure thank, yeah we should thank get in touch with that for that formula e that i think that would be a very interesting conversation yeah. yes, let's do that sometime let, let's let's figure okay. out let let yeah. these races get over let's get into the summer break then we'll focus on formula sure. e else is I think by the summer break we'll have more news on the silly season that's going on. Absolutely. <laughs> the season seems to be starting earlier every year. Now yes. I think next year we in even only in March and April we we'll like oh okay this is happening. We already like, have like Danny Rick started the silly season uh, like right after leaving McLaren so it's fun. So Rap right yeah. to survive next year is going to be very interesting. I'm just going to end with that. <laughs> Good not to end on. Good. Thank you Rahul. Anytime, man. Take care. You too. Recording one day.